Hello and welcome back to an episode of Baseball Night. That is right. We I am joined as always by my brother Jack. Jack, we're recording an episode of Baseball Night because baseball is back, baby. That's right. They signed the deal. Damn it. They signed it. And uh, we're going to play some baseball here within the next month, which is very exciting. Yeah. And according to my fancy watch here, they're actually going to play a game in three days. Oh, spring training. Yeah. But so let's go through this. Let's go through what happened. Baseball's back. And so after a 99 day lockout, the CBA was finally signed. And so I want to talk to you about a couple of the changes. First of all, universal DH. We both said in our, what we want from the new CBA podcast. You can check that out. Uh, that we recorded the after archives. the world series. We both wanted the universal DH. Yep. And we got it. Um, and now we don't have to sit through pitchers batting again. Exactly. I mean, for every Bartolo Colon home run, there was hundreds and hundreds of at-bats. That was a guy that didn't even bother swinging. He stood in the box like Henry Gardner in the back right corner and just waited for the three pitches to strike him out. Uh, 1,000% on base percentage for Henry Gardner. so... Maybe That's true. A and, a st- and a stolen base, I believe. Or did he cause a balk? I forget. <laughs> I, I forget, too. <laughs> um, I think it was a pass ball. And then it, that's going to create jobs for tons more guys. Like Nelson Cruz, just he has 15 more options. I think who did he sign? He signed with the Nationals? The Nationals, yep. Yeah, so he went to an NL. You know what move? I know we're talking about the Red Sox and we're going to get into it, but what a great move for the Nationals to have Nelly Cruz teach uh, Juan Soto more about hitting. What a, what a just a great move. Yeah. And it extends guys like Bryce Harper in the National League. His career will be longer as a National League DH forever. It's better. It's better. The way baseball wants, nobody wants to watch a guy take five pitches max and walk back to the dugout. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's great. And then this is the one I was wondering your thoughts on the 12 team playoff. You sent a text saying you think it will be pretty exciting. But what what do you do? You stand by that or? Yeah, I do, actually, because I was a big fan of the way the NFL always did their playoffs. Um, And I think this kind of mirrors that to a way as. Uh, you're the best two teams in the league. You should deserve, you deserve a buy into the next round. Um, I like it. Um, I, I love the play in game though. So it's kind of a bummer that that's gone, but um, I think it's good. Adds more. And at the end of the day, it did what the owners wanted and, and provide more revenue for baseball during a full another series of uh, three game series for games. So if you think of it, the, Blue Jays would have got in last year. And but the Blue Jays in the Mariners would have been fighting for like that last spot. I think it was Blue Jays, Yankees, Red Sox and Mariners fighting towards the end there because the Red Sox and Yankees ended up in the wild card. So that's kind of cool that those four teams would be fighting for two spots. Yeah. 
I guess three. They'd have one left out. Well, and it also rewards, you know, uh, divisions like the AL East that has just been way better than everybody else in the American League. And now if they have four teams that can make the uh, playoffs, now four teams from that division can make the playoffs. And you can look at, um, you know, a 90-win team missing the playoffs probably won't happen anymore. Yeah, and I like that it rewards a team that wins. Say you win your division with like 87 games. You you would get the same, be in the same spot as a team that won 97. And then there's the team that won 107 that has the one seed. So now the 97 and the 107 get a bye. Like those, if you win more games, you're, you're benefiting more. Yeah, exactly. Because I think it was, there was one division last year that I feel like, oh, is the NL central. Everyone was like, no one wants to win this. And then you have the giants East. Oh, the NL East. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that turned out the Braves ended up winning the world series, but the NL West had, 107 win Giants and the 106 win Dodgers. And it's just ridiculous that. And I mean, was it, did San Diego win 90 games or did they finish just under? No, they they fell off. They went into a tailspin. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I like, I like the extra playoff game or the extra playoff series. I like the fact that you have two teams kind of waiting there as the, the class of the, the league. Um, it's cool. I think it's going to work out. And like I said, uh, I compare it to the old NFL style of playoffs where I thought, you know, aside from the fact that they needed to make more money on one extra weekend that, you know, I thought that was, there was nothing wrong with that playoff format. I like that the team that would essentially, so where the Red Sox were last year, they hosted the wild card game. You get three home games. There's no away games. Yeah. I like and that. that was something uh, that was something that I, I was confused about when I first read it. But yeah, that is that is cool. The one so thing that I was, is, I mean, if you get a road series, if you get a road team coming out of one of those series, like look out. That is a hot baseball team. Yeah. One thing I was worried about, but I don't think it will happen because it's a quick three game series. I was worried about like the thing that happened to the Rockies in 07 I mean the Red Sox I think were the better team and won the World Series but they were so hot and then they had to wait because the Red Sox went to a seven game series and they Mm -hmm. didn't play for like 10 days and then they just fell off I was thinking if you win 106 games and then you get like a week off and it's like great we get rest but in reality it's like oh now we're two games in and we're just kind of getting our timing back and I don't know. I was worried about that. I don't think it will happen because it's a quick three, two out of three. Yeah, it'll probably be over the course of four days. So it's probably like the most like 10 days in between the end of the season and your first playoff game. So it's basically like a bye week, you know, a free bye week. I get what you're saying, though. It's like you want to keep playing if you're hot. But I don't I don't think it'll have that big of an effect. But, you know, who knows? Because wonder... that'll be a traditional five game series that like the divisional round of playoffs. Yeah, I wonder if the. I don't know if they've said what the schedule will be. I wonder if if you finish your wild card series, I wonder if you get a max two days. If you go to three games, it's like shit, dude. You should have finished it in two because now you have to. You get one day off, and now you have to go play. 
that would reward the team that was better. So I wonder if they do it like that. All right, let's see. What do you think of the six-team draft lottery? Um, I don't know. Um, so I, the, the it, thing- it kind of takes tanking out of the equation. But and again, I think we talked about this before. It's hard to tank in baseball and predict that. Oh, this dude is going. This dude is the number one pick that is going to be a dominant pitcher for the next ten years. Like that. That doesn't happen in baseball, really. One of the Astros' number one overall picks from their, like, super tank, I mean, they cheated their way to a World Series, but was Mark Apple out of Stanford, mm-hmm. and he didn't, he fizzled out in double A. You can't, you can't predict it. Right. What I do like, though, is mid-market and small-market teams get penalized if they're, they can't be there after... If they've been there three years in a row, they can't be in the lottery a fourth year. And then big market teams, you can't be there. It's two years. So that's really like, well, after a certain amount of years, you have to start trying. Yeah. No, it's good. It's it's like an anti-taking uh, precaution, which is cool. But again, it's, I think, like, I know teams do it. I know teams absolutely say, hey, we suck. We're going to go out there and lose, you know, 985 games. Um, or when they start really playing the season and then they cash it in midway through. But uh, I don't know. I, I like it, but I mean. Yeah. Meh, meh. I think in the end, it will just be like, oh, it's probably means more to players than it does to fans. I bet once you get a draft again, it'll, it'll do a, a hell of a rating on the MLB network for the draft lottery for those yeah. six teams. All right. Did you hear that next year, 2023, they're going to a more balanced schedule. So every team play... will play every team. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, with less of the 19 game, um, like inner division games. Like I remember, you know, if the, if the Red Sox and Yankees end up going seven games in a, in a, in a playoff series, they end up playing each other 26 times in a year, which is obviously why you get the, contempt and the hatred for like players and a rivalry and stuff like that so i I think it's twofold that they don't want any of that and they kind of want to again just get bigger names in smaller cities like or or just different cities because if you're a kansas city royals fan who's just happens to like juan soto it's like once every six years that he's going to come to kansas city and play there right i didn't even think of that that every team like you get to see players more I thought of it more along the lines of now the Red Sox don't have to play 19 games against the Rays, Blue Jays, and Yankees and try and win the division while the White Sox get to play 19 games against the Royals, Tigers. I mean, the Tigers are decent, but they're not the Yankees and Rays. And, you know, they're very, they're, they're, yeah, they're uh, on the low end of decent, nowhere near a playoff caliber team. Right. So that that helps out tougher divisions, which then you add now you have six playoff spots. It's like, OK, let's there's going to be races like crazy at the end of every year now. And that, yeah. let's see. we have. OK, the big one that is possibly coming in 2023 are bigger bases, which 
honestly, I don't know if you've heard an argument about that. I don't quite get it. Yeah, it I don't. I, I I don't know. It must be. And then you know, first base, first baseman getting trampled on, or, or or second baseman getting cleared out still on double plays. I I don't know. It yeah, has to be and then <laughs> I don't know what advantage it could possibly have. Like, and I also don't understand. I guess it it makes it a little easier for a, a fielder to get somebody out. But yeah, I, I I don't I don't know. It must be a safety thing. And then the pitch clock, which. They've implemented the two minutes in between innings, and it's great. I know exactly mm-hmm. how long in between the inning is. You're there, you see the clock, but then you just forget about it if right. you're at a game. Between pitches, I don't hate it. I don't either. Um, recently, with uh, Worcester getting a team, uh, oh, you right. really notice the pace of play difference with a pitch clock. You really notice I don't know that it's necessarily, um, you know, upheld as much that, you know, there's going to be some giant consequence if you don't throw the pitch within the 30 second time frame uh, or well, 20 seconds, whatever. Yeah, I think that's uh, or something along those lines. However, I, I'm a, a huge fan of it. Nobody on a Sunday night should stay up past 11 p.m. watching a baseball game that started three hours prior. That's just, that's not, I get that one of the charms is it has no time limit and they play till there's a winner, but good gracious, let's get to bed. And then the big one, the shift banning. That's not till 2023 or is that new? No, that's the owners or yeah, the commissioner has a chance to just implement it next year. Oh, so it's not going to be this year? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm all for having a good game plan against somebody. But at the same time, I can I can see that it, there have been hitters who, and I get learn how to go the other way, but there have been so many hitters who have just been, uh, have had their career shortened by those stupid shifts where they, play four guys in a spot where the guy sprays it and i get that the best hitters in the world can take it the other way and go where the pitch is pitched but sometimes you know if they're all playing where you hit it yeah i i don't i honestly don't think we'll think about it after like three years um i think or i i watched a video on twitter that was here is however many minutes and it was pretty long i want to say it was like six or eight minutes of balls hit 120 miles an hour that went directly at someone and it was just all in the gym. oh you did yeah and it's i mean you're gonna have line drive you're gonna have line drives that go right out of second baseman but if that second baseman is playing where a base hit down the right field line would go that's something you have to say like Okay, this is kind of out of control. The, that web gem that Manny Machado made two seasons ago when he yes. was playing, he was a third baseman, for those who don't know Manny Machado, mom. Uh, he was sprinting down the first baseline and made a great over-the-shoulder catch. That was only possible because they just said, oh, we're not going to play anybody on that side of the field. And again, I think the shift makes baseball look bad, and bad baseball is really bad to watch. Yeah, I don't, 
I was just going to say that about the Machado play. You have in the scorebook a, a P5, a pop to the third baseman. And when you look where the ball landed, it's 200 feet down the right field line. Yeah. It's stupid. It's one of those things where it's like, it's strategy, but as much as people love to say, I didn't go to a so-and-so sports game to watch the ref like ruin it or the umpire ruin it. I didn't go to a Red Sox game between 2003 and 2016 to watch David Ortiz slap a single to left field. Or bunt. Or bunt. If he hits one 117 miles an hour, he does. The, the pitcher deserves to be off a pitch that he knew was coming because he's a good hitter. It, it's just the pitcher doesn't deserve the out if you're going to put it in a spot where a guy's going to hit it 117 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I honestly think it's going to be something where we're like, oh, do you remember shifts? Or in five years, they'll be like, can we have limited shifts? Where it's like every infielder has to be on the infield dirt. Something like that. Yeah. I wonder if they'll go back to this. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to prove how overrated some of these managers are. For sure. Yeah. I bet Joe Madden won't nearly get as much coverage as he'll get without being able to put four guys in an outfielder on the side of second base. Yeah. Or the four outfielders or the, well, four outfielders and five infielders is kind of like an end of the game. Well, four outfielders doesn't make sense, but five infielders is definitely an end of the game. Like last ditch effort. That one. I don't, that's like kind of old school, not just completely shifting, but anywho, um, they service time manipulation. This will be the last one. They kind of fix that a little bit. So if a player will get a full year of service, if they finish within the top two in respective rookie of the year, or um, they're a top vote getter in the major awards. If you're one, if you're a top prospect that you think is getting your service time manipulated, so. If they try and keep a guy down for two weeks, but then he wins the rookie of the year, that's a full year service. Um, yeah, that's good, but it doesn't really still like the biggest one that I can remember in recent memory was Chris Bryant, where he was that he didn't he didn't finish high in the rookie of the year, but he was like the highly touted prospect that everybody knew was pretty much can't miss when he was coming up. And they kept him down for the first four weeks of the year just so they could re-sign him at a, at a different rate. I mean, so I guess that's good for the guys who play out of their ass and win the rookie of the year and then inexplicably start the next year in the minors. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that results in the core problem of the owner still, like, well, owning a contract for way too long. The thing is, is if they get in those – if they're one of those top vote-getters – sending them to the minors doesn't change their service time. So if they, they played a whole season, got, yeah, but didn't you say it has to be the top two, either the winner or the, the runner up? Uh, yes, but so that's if crazy they get, that if it's a pitcher that. and they get a certain amount of Cy Young votes or something, they can, if, if a rookie pitcher, if it like two hitters get the, yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying, but yeah, I mean, at I, that point, it's, it's something. Yeah. So, but in like the Chris Bryant case, he won Rookie of the Year that year. 
So it's it's for top prospects. Okay, right. He won rookie of the year the year they screwed with his time and kept yeah. him down. Yeah. So that would have okay. been a full year. Right. Okay. 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 Uh, and so that's it. There's a bunch of rule changes and people who actually get paid to write about it and cover it know all of them and know them more than us. So you can check those out on various websites. Or you can pay us and we'll just become better at knowing them. Yep. That is an option. Like and share, please. We'll get to that <laughs> at the end. But for now, we're going to take a quick break talking about money. Smash the like button. <laughs> <laughs> talking about money. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about Red Sox moves and lack thereof. And then other stuff that's happened since, you know, the end of the World Series. So we'll be right back. Okay, Jack, we're back. And we are going to talk about, well, we'll start. Obviously, we are a Red Sox fan. So let's catch up on what they've done. So before the lockout, Eduardo Rodriguez left and signed with Detroit for way too much money and for way too long. Hunter Renfro was traded to Milwaukee for Jackie Bradley Jr. and two prospects. But the sad thing is, is I read that as he was traded for Jackie Bradley Jr. and two minor leaguers, which is just not, it's not what you want. No, no. Well, I mean, he disappeared in the last month of the year, but Hunter Renfro gave the Red Sox a lot last year. Yeah, I would rather they have Hunter Renfro than JBJ, but we will, we have, we have, you know what? We have six months to talk about that. Um, <laughs> Michael Walker signed for one year, 7 million. Mm-hmm. Then you had Rich Hill signed for one year, 5 million. And Happy belated birthday to Rich Hill. <laughs> yeah. Pete, poor Pete. Um, I would say now, even though we'll probably talk more as the spring goes on, it's strange that he is just, in there as the number four starter yeah he's an innings eater though he's an innings eater and he's kind of a horse when he pitches and i i i get that innings eater is not what you're looking for to win baseball games but i don't know listen they need they need a lot of help in their in both their rotation and their bullpen and they added some arms which i'm sure you're going to bring up here to the bullpen but no i mean Again, they're they're taking these these one year swings on proven major leaguers that are proven to be the back end of somebody's rotation. Yeah, um, Waka was at the is, front of the Cardinals rotation ten years ago, but that was yeah, as a twenty three year old <laughs> guy who threw a hundred, and then uh, David Ortiz David Ortiz batted seven hundred on him in that World Series. By the way, yeah, um, that like it, it's it's great that they're uh it's not that great that they're out there making moves but uh they're i don't know that they're making the right moves maybe they're waiting for the right person um i think the right person right now is a third base slash outfielder from japan who's weighing his options and i don't know i i feel like they've been the front runner on suzuki for a long time and now (laughs) within like the last uh five hours it seems that san diego is just gonna sweep it right from under us um well what yeah I've, i think i, what I, I over over everything overreaching everything that's including suzuki and how well duran and um 
What's the other kid's name? The first baseman. Castus. Yes, uh, they do in spring training. I don't know that necessarily the third baseman is the biggest option to get outside of improving every single pitcher on your staff. Right. I saw right before we started recording that Suzuki is meeting with the Cubs tonight. So he might be, he said it's down to seven teams. So he might be like, I want to visit with all seven teams, which. So he's in Arizona, right? And the Red Sox are in Florida. Yeah. But Florida's warm. You know, I know he wants to play somewhere warm. Well, it gets, it gets muggy in July. Yeah. Very, very. Is that a thing? He wants to play somewhere warm? He said that that was along with the San Diego stuff that. Um, no, Windy City. Great in the name. Anyways, <laughs> James Paxton signed for one year, ten million. This I completely forgot about. I forgot about Paxton Waka. Just completely forgot about him. Um, I did too. And to tell you the truth, I forgot they had Rich Hill too. I uh, really the the Peter Gammons tweet that I shared had no. I had no context whatsoever for that. Um, well, I don't think he's had context I mean, for anything the last. Yeah, 10 years. unfortunately, sorry, but um. Paxton is a, a Paxton is a more than serviceable number three starter. I think he was tops in the Cy Young voting like a few years back when he was with Seattle. He didn't do anything as a Yankee, which worries me. Uh, kind of big market phobia. So I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I think out of those three guys, he is definitely the one I'd be most excited to watch pitch on a day to day basis. That they. Structured his deal pretty good, though. He has one year, $10 million this year, and then he has two club options. So if he pitches well, they can pick it up. But if not, they can do what they did with Richards and just be like, yeah, didn't work out. Thanks. See ya. Yeah. So, but they're saving money and, and like they're doing a good job saving money. But you have to wonder, like, what are they saving money for? If it's not, you know, if they don't extend Bogarts in the spring or an early April like extension, which I can totally see them doing. I think that's what they did four years ago is they waited for a month to go and then they announced they, they gave Bogarts a huge extension. Maybe they're waiting to pay Bogarts endeavors, which believe me, I think they should do. I don't think they're going to sign Correa. Um, no, I think he's going to go back to Houston. Yeah, most likely probably. Um, I, and I, I don't, I, I mean, they'll probably be in on Suzuki <laughs> and today my crazy, you know, what if brain went, if DeGrom, DeGrom said he was opting out of his contract at the end of the year, and I say just lay every cent that you've ever made on Jacob DeGrom. But, I, I, you know, I don't know. They need, they need help in uh, pitching. They need to pitch. And Chris Sale is – we'll see. But I don't think we're going to see 97 Chris Sale with a three-foot slider um, or, you know, that wipes people out at their legs. But I hope I'm wrong. Because right now, with the exception of the three pitchers that we named and the two bullpen guys that, you know, are fine, um, are professional major league relievers, this is the exact same team that they trotted out there last year. Yeah, the annoying thing, the frustrating thing is you don't sign the second best player in all of baseball to get to get under luxury tax. Well, you fucking reset the luxury tax. And you still haven't paid anyone. Now, mm -hmm. if you're going to throw a 10-year contract at Devers and then Devers eventually becomes your DH and then you just have 
Rafael Devers has your DH for 10 years, great. But for Christ's sake, start paying people. Yep. You'd reset the luxury tax, and now that it's gone up. So you don't get it's like what is it, 240 the first tier? Mm-hmm. I, I, and then you have and then you have reports now that you know most likely Freddie Freeman is gonna go to the Dodgers, who are the complete opposite, where it's like, hey, we have this money that we've made from our very successful baseball team, and we get this paid players to come play here. And we have Max Muncie, who was an all-star and an MVP candidate until he tore his UCL on a freak accident at first base. But hey, Freddie Freeman's better. So we'll just mm-hmm. get him. Yep. Oh, God. I hate... I oh, just... it's, it's, it's been depressing to watch him. Like it, It's been for like the sheer excitement of like, oh my God, they're going to play baseball and it's going to be in early April. They're, they're barely missing a week to... Are they gonna sign anything? Are they gonna sign anyone? And I just to realizing that oh, all these good players are getting signed. And then I, I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop that one of those AL East teams is gonna scoop up Freddie Freeman. The either the Rays, the Jays, and the Yankees are all in on Freeman. Yeah, and the Jays look like they're gonna they're making an aggressive push for Kyle Schwarber. And they're not oh, another guy that you know, we acquired midway through that again, played pretty well for the Red Sox when he was here and on base machine. Um, that again would have been, but now, you know, <clears throat> he's not there and he doesn't look like he's coming back where I thought it was going to be like, hey, do it, go out and test the market and, and we'll get back. But it, it doesn't seem like Kyle Schwarber's coming back. So you've lost Renfro's power, you've lost Schwarber's power, and you've replaced it with JBJ's glove. Wow, putting it like that is depressing. I just yeah. don't like the <laughs> mid-market Red Sox. No, which they shouldn't be. So None of these teams around here should be mid-market uh, penny-pinching teams. We talked about Suzuki, who I think we are in agreement, and actually our entire baseball family group chat thread is in agreement that he's the guy they should get. A name yeah. I saw on The Athletic is Ryan Tapera. I would love him in the bullpen. Yeah. just He's a nasty close. I think he was a setup guy or maybe closed a few games with the coach, yeah. but he's nasty. Yep. And then another name I saw that I wouldn't hate talking about right-handed power is Jorge Soler. His home run the World Series is still going. <laughs> and again, they need to replace some of that power somewhere. Because Renfro's 30 home runs went away uh, for a 200 batting average to come back. Like, they need somebody to, to fill that gap. And if they do sign Suzuki and he's somewhere, he somehow gives you 30 home runs in his rookie year, that is way above the contract he's going to get. And speaking of that text, a good point that was brought up, he's probably still a value contract right now. He's not going to demand $150 million or $200 million. He's going to come in and get seventy million for his con- for his first four years, and that is you got to take that. You you have to strike on that, even if you're going eighty million with that contract. That's still a pretty good deal for a guy who is the best player in Japan for the past three years. Well, that's because Shohei has been here, but yeah, he's Gold Glove caliber, right-handed power. It's everything. 
plays Honestly, third base, which uh, this would be a great time if you sign him to maybe start to transition Devers over to first. And if he can't play first, just say, hey, you know what, man? Just hit. Just, just well, hit. That's all you got to do. He's mainly a right fielder, I think, now. I think he's a right fielder in the PBL. Okay. But I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, the, I, the outfield, the outfield is like the one place they're actually solid at. Um, well, the right starting right fielder right now is JBJ. So I don't, I don't know. Defensively. Yeah. He's great defensively, but going back to Soler, Soler hit 48 home runs one year. He hasn't Kansas, really been right? healthy, yeah. but he hit, and then last year he hit 27. I, I I would picture him having the exact same year as Renfro did, the the same yeah. one. Probably hit around two fifty, two sixty, and hit thirty home runs, especially with the monster there. Um, again, he'll he'd just be a almost like a platoon guy who would have somewhere close to four hundred fifty, five hundred at bats. Yeah. All right. So unfortunately, I mean, oh, we didn't even mention they signed. Um. Two bullpen arms, Matt Strom and Jake Diekman. Diekman's actually a guy that he's good. He had a yeah. Three. Matt Matt Strom Matt Strom was a pretty big part of the bullpen in, in San Diego when they were making their run in the West. I mean, he he did hurt his knee last year and missed a bunch at the end of the year. Um, but so the, but, the, but again, healthy. that's uh, th- those are two moves that I like because well, I mean, I don't love them, but they're moves that they have to make to have guys in the sixth and seventh inning or even the eighth inning with a guy like Diekman to get them to wherever they need to be with, I don't know, Barnes, maybe, question mark? Yeah. Cora that's said something we can. That's something he's... we can tackle next week because I don't even know what the structure of the back end of their bullpen is going to look like. Granted, they haven't even put a team on the field together yet, but good Lord, there's so many questions about this team right now. Cora said yesterday that he is not naming a closer. Which makes all year think, or just right now? Just right now. I don't want to do that by committee stuff, man. I've I've lived through that. that no, <laughs> I know. Um, I had a question here that was Will Schwarber come back, but we covered that. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think. I so thought either. I thought early he was going to go to Philly, and Philly was kind of reloading. Um, but yeah, I they might they missed the playoffs by like a game. Which shows you how bad that last spot for the playoffs in the NL was, but he mm. he can his job should just be a DH, and now it, he has opened up to the entire league. Yeah. So, well, again, like there's so many guys in the NL, and even like just that I can think of with the Phillies. Like, imagine if the the after his big injury, like he didn't have to play first and he could just be a DH. I'm talking. I'm sorry, Ryan Howard. Like he would be the perfect National League DH guy that lost his career because he couldn't play first anymore for the Phillies. Yeah. Prince Fielder. I mean. Well, Prince Fielder. Although he, he kind of fell off surgery. with his power. It just went away one year. He he had neck surgery. That's why he had to retire. I think that sapped him. Um, All right. So that's, I mean, as depressing as all that sounds, that's where the Red Sox are. But they still have Rafi Devers, which is nice. Bogarts, should, too. I mean, Bogarts yeah, They is... should sign Rafi. Both of those guys. I feel like Devers is going to go to the end of the year, opt out, and work for a new deal because he has already said he is willing to move to second or third 
for the end if, of his career. If that's the case, then I'll take Rafi Devers in a contract here. Absolutely. Um, but just to go, it's been a wild couple days here, but to catch up with the rest of the majors, Scherzer went to the Mets. This happened all before. Let me make a line of demarcation here. Here we go. This all happened before the lockout. Max Scherzer went to the Mets. Corey Seager went to the Rangers for 10 years. <laughs> He's good. And he was the World Series MVP in 2020. But wow. I don't well, know. He was paid. He was paid like it. <laughs> Marcus Simeon went to the Rangers, Rangers as well yeah. for seven years. Reloaded that metal infield. Uh, Robbie Ray left the Blue Jays. That's great. Well, Simeon left the Blue Jays too. So Ray and Simeon left the Blue Jays to go to the Mariners. Ray went to the Mariners. Javi Baez went to the Tigers. Noah Syndergaard went to the Angels. Wander Franco Mm -hmm. signed an 11-year deal with the Rays. That's, I mean, why wouldn't you do that? And then just in the past couple days, Chris Bassett got traded from the A's to the Mets. Today, Matt Olson got traded to the Braves, so it looks like Freddie Freeman is not going back to Atlanta. Which No, that pretty much all but confirms it. Good for Matt Olson, hometown kid. He put out a tweet that he was real excited to go home and uh, to the World Champs, so good for him. I actually didn't know that. I didn't see that. But I got to say, how are you just not giving Freddie Freeman that sixth year? He's been the face of your team. No, It's so lame. Through some real lean times, too. It's always been Freddie Freeman in the National League East. He is the guy. He is the hitter. And it's just it's just know, lame man. where it shows you where, like, teams are with – everyone complains about players not being loyal, but how do you not just say, fine, your Freddie Freeman will give you a sixth year? Yeah. So oh, yeah. I think that's the whole crux of uh, the lockout we just went through. So – uh. Oh man, the Yankee trade last night. It was they got Isaiah Kiner Falefa and Josh Donaldson. And mm. they get Gary Sanchez is gone and Gio Urshel is gone. And yep. I hate that that's the left side of the infield for the Yankees now. That's a good yeah. left side of the infield. It's a very good left side of the infield, although it's a very expensive left side of the infield. Yeah, I love that uh, which, taking on $30 million of Donaldson's money. Yeah, and uh, Donaldson is not the same MVP that he was in Toronto. Um, had a good couple of years in Minnesota, but definitely not what he thought when he signed that huge deal after his MVP years. Um, so I don't know. I think that he is a – he's going to be a thorn in the Red Sox side all year because he's just going to be there 19 times, and he's going to be a crazy power right-hand bat. That's probably going to remind me of like Gary Sanchez or not Gary Sanchez, Gary Sheffield. When every time he comes up, I'm thinking, all right, one fastball is all it takes for him to do damage. So good for the Yankees, I guess. Uh, Not great for the Red Sox. Hey, listen, it's just how I feel. Yeah. But they're going to definitely be the. He's a great, he's a great third baseman too. They're going to be the definition of like the Bronx bombers. They're either going to hit home runs or strike out. Oh, for sure. Oh, like, for sure. That Kiner him... is actually what they need. I don't know if he's a big Gallo. strikeout guy, but he's like oh, a, boy. he's like a ba- on base guy. He's a, he's a pest. He's a utility player too. He destroyed the Red Sox last year. He killed them. It's 
Yeah. Um, Looks good, clean shaven. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, and then, so let's look at... Um, Sorry. Let's look at the guys that are available still. Carlos Correa, which we both think he's going to go to Houston. To Houston. Yep, he's going to go back to Houston. Trevor Story. Mm-hmm. Anthony you know what? Rick- there's always a possibility. Sorry to cut you off, but there's always a huge possibility that Carlos Correa goes to Detroit, too. I know they were making a huge play for him before the lockout. Okay. Okay. But I don't think they will because they gave that money to Baez. Yeah. Then they, uh, they also don't have luxury tax anymore, and Detroit's a big market, or it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? All right. We Just have it out there. Trevor Story is next, he said. Yep. Anthony Rizzo actually seems like he might be the first baseman again for the Yankees. Which, he's a good hitter, but I'd take him. I, I'll have him there and Gallo as a a unit over um, Freddie Freeman. Yeah, let's get Freddie Freeman. Just go to the Dodgers. Red Sox. Yeah, get him out west. Uh, Nick Castellanos, which is surprising. He's getting, like, no love. And he's a good hitter. He's yeah. a good hitter, all-around good hitter. He hit for a pretty high average last year. Not so much power last year, but he hit for a high average. I believe high error for a guy like him. Yeah. Um, and then the last two I wrote down are Schwarber. We talked about him already. And then Nelson Cruz, but I made this rundown before he signed. And we mentioned he signed with the nationals. And then obviously Freddie Freeman, which TBD, probably the Braves, or I mean, and, uh, <laughs> no, breaking, probably the Dodgers. Breaking, breaking some news here. Andrew McCutcheon just agreed to a deal with the Brewers. Yeah. He was the MVP 12 years ago. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. The staying power of baseball sometimes with guys like uh, an Andrew McCutcheon or a uh, a Michael Waka. Yeah. Where a little bit of name as a prospect. And I mean, McCutcheon was the MVP in that season. He should have been the MVP. But I mean, that reputation gives you so much leeway to have mediocre, 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 mediocre seasons and just stick around and we can end on so you said good for the yankees the yankees got a guy that against the red sox last year batted 414 with 12 hits three home runs five rbis and eight runs scored in seven games so yeah jack great for the yankees that's that's the guy that's going to be in front of lemayhew yeah he'll probably bat second no aaron boone's going to screw it up aaron boone will bat him eight probably only gets 250 at bats aaron boone is a boob when they fire him, and Aaron he... Boob. Oh, okay. There we go. I've been thinking that since 2003. Um, <laughs> if but could you imagine in, him batting in front of LeMahieu, Judge Stanton, and Donaldson Ooh. and Anthony Rizzo? Yeah, Jack. I no, hate it. No, it's not going to be good. He's not going to. But again, that's where he'll throw it. That's what it'll be like. Judge will lead off. Stanton will hit second. LeMahieu will hit fourth. Falafel will hit, or Falafel will hit eighth. Aaron Boob. Hey, so I got that from StatMuse. That, if, if anyone from StatMuse ever hears this podcast, we will gladly, uh, we'll 
we'll sponsor you or you'll you can sponsor us and we will mm-hmm. i seriously typed in isaiah isaiah kiner falefa versus the red sox in 2021 and it just pulled up all seven games good for them shout out stat good for the stat good for the stat musers uh well, Jack, that's the I end know of... you said well, one question here you had that I did want to talk about is did anybody get significantly better? Oh, and I, I think yeah. I think that the Texas Rangers got significantly better than they were last year. Yeah, but who's going to get guys out? I don't think they have any pitching. Yeah, they don't. And they do play in a very small stadium, though. No, that's changed. They had an all star. Oh, that's right. They moved into that other one. Yeah. Um, what was their all-star's name? Kyle Gibson? Yeah, they traded him. Oh, that's right. The ha- uh, they traded him at the deadline last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I still think they got better. You can't just not add Semyon and um, Corey Seager and not get better. Your offense is better. Yeah. I think, I mean, I hate to say it. I think the Yankees got better. Sure. Sure did. Um, I don't think the Red the, Sox got better. Nope. And when the Dodgers signed Freddie Freeman, they got better. Yeah. We should have even done this. This is a yeah. Bummer. That's my fault. Let's just just cut that out. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna cut the whole thing. <laughs> See you. Know ba- bad idea. Screw it. Dump it. Throw it back. <laughs> All right, Jack. Well, we'll be back. Uh, in again during spring training at some point too but hey on a happy note baseball's back yeah uh the warm weather's right behind the corner or right around the corner um just waiting to pop out at you Uh uh-huh it's behind the corner ready to pop out at you yeah it was on the uh table that's on the other foot st patrick's day march madness spring training st patrick's day it's a good what a time to be alive all right jack I will talk to you later. All right. Bye, Tom. Bye, everybody.